And originally he was supposed to be off today, and then he said, no, I think I'm going to come in, and then he ended up deciding to stay, which is fine. We uh, we love EP, and you'll hear more of him moving forward. But myself and Ward Whites, and Ward, this is going to be a weird show. Um, at 4.15, our friend Garrett Ross is calling in. At 4.30, our buddy Kyle Yeomans and Andrew Baker are calling in. Okay. So we're going to have like some reminiscing with some producers. I know you were a big Andrew Baker fan back in the day, Ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we'll chat with these guys. We'll also talk a lot of sports. Um, how are you doing this afternoon, Friday? Frazzled. Frazzled. Yes. You just kind of ran in here and now you're on the show. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. And and Steven's last show. Steven's last show. Um, you know, kind of. I'll be around. <laughs> but last you're right, last show like this. Right. Last day as a full time employee. And I, I'm really gonna miss getting to do shows with you and getting to do, you know, on air things like this with you. I wanna throw a question out there on the text line, two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Didn't expect to start like this, but it just kinda came to mind. I was, uh, okay, so I can't really say I flipped through the channels because I have an Apple TV, which means I just kind of... What is that? It's... uh, I know. I'm old. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's just a little device that you plug into your TV and then you have an Apple remote and you can download apps like you would on your phone Okay. and put it on your television. So you can download the ESPN app Mm -hmm. and then open it up on your TV and you can watch whatever's on ESPN, whatever's on. It's kind of like... Kind of like a fire stick. There you go. That's yeah, what I was like looking a fire for. Stick. You have you still have cable, right? Yes. I will say I do kind of miss and, and I have a smart TV. So okay. I, I do know I mean You know that part of yeah, it. Yeah, I have Amazon and I Netflix have and HBO Max and things like that. So I do have some apps that I can watch. There is something cool about flipping through channels on cable. Right. Like I still enjoy that. It's just kind of nice. You don't know if you're going to find something, mm-hmm. but maybe you do. And it's sort of just something mindless that you can do. Um, but I'm, I'm surfing around on the ESPN app as the finals game is ending because I still had some work to do and our, our son Sawyer was up. And I come across, I think it was on ESPNU, uh, a shortened replay of Baylor TCU from 2014. This was the 61-58 game right. that so many of our people know well. Mm-hmm. And I immediately cut it off because even now I still can't watch it. <laughs> now there are some games that I'll come across classic games. I know you like ESPN classic Ward. Yes. But even if my team lost, I might stick around and watch, but that one was too much. So I want to know two, five, four, six, six, two, 1660. Is there a game that you come across maybe a replay and it was a hard loss for your team and you just immediately like check out? You're, no, I can't do this. Or you watched it one time, you're, you're never going to watch it again. Mm-hmm. The replays bother you, whatever. So, Ward, d- does anything come to your mind from that category? Wow. Uh, hard to watch. Hmm. I mean, I don't have MLB Network, so I don't know yeah, where. If, if, I, if I would land on. On, on game the, six. Yeah, I would yeah. probably check out and not be able to sit there because I, I was there. And I've never, I've never stopped back and went and watched Really? It. You were in the stadium? Yes. I never knew that. Yes. I was there. I did not know I you were there live. I was in a suite live. watching that. Oh my gosh, Ward. That was awful. 
I had no idea you were there. That's why I hate it so bad. Oh, Broke no. my junior Dr. Pepper Ranger heart. <laughs> so, th- yes, that one qualifies. So um, I've never gone back. And, you've and never I, gone back and watched I it. have seen, you know, a, a couple of years ago, you know, the replay, and hey, this came on. No, I, I wouldn't watch that. Just it, could not do it. It comes up from time to time. A good thing, I guess, about the Rangers being a bad team is that they're not usually in big games anymore. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's not something that's recycled. Mm-hmm. But the Cardinals are still a solid ball club. They're frequently in the playoffs. And anytime David Freeze is mentioned, I think he was with the Mets a few years ago when he was in a playoff run. And so they played that replay right. over and over again, which, whatever, that wasn't even a hit. I mean, it was just he popped out, mm-hmm. and we know the story. Right. But, yeah, that's probably one. I've, I've never gone back and watched Game 6 or Game 7, and I can't even really – like, Game 5 was a really good game. Right. Rangers won. Uh, LaRusso was having trouble with the bullpen phone because it was so loud at the ballpark in Arlington. But I can't even get into that because – You know the outcome. I, I know the outcome, right? So that's a topic I want to throw out there. 254-662-1660. What game, if you come across it, can you just – you can't stand it. You have to turn it off. Or – You think Cubbies fans still can't watch Steve Bartman? The Bartman thing? You know, that's funny. I wonder if it's e- if it's easier now that they've won a title. I imagine probably not because the Mavericks won a title, and if, if I ever come across uh, the Heat in 2006, mm-hmm. I, I can't handle that award. So, yeah, that's probably one. It'd be interesting. I You know, I think the Bartman – and I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how many – People actually watched the docudrama of Steve Barton because of how painful it was for them to have him reaching out and and catching that foul ball. I'm sure there's a ton of them out there. Do you feel sorry for Steve? Or where do you kind of stand on it? I kind of do in a way because it's, I mean, it's a natural reaction. I mean, he wasn't out there because he was a Cubs fan too. I I mean, face it. But he wasn't out there to... He had no idea that that was going to implode on him the way it did. And mm-hmm. I mean, he had people coming at him. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> I mean, you know. We got some texts. We also got a caller. Chris is on the line. Chris, hey, what's on your mind, brother? Not much, man. How's everybody doing? We're good. Great. Hey, man, that was, uh, that was a game in, a, in the 2013 finals, the Spurs and Heat in game six. Man. Oh, yeah. And the Spurs, had that, they, were, they were winning convincingly. Tim Duncan seemingly couldn't be stopped, man. Had the game mm-hmm. of his life. But somehow Miami came back and tied it. And then Ray Allen, Ray, well, Ray Allen hit that three-pointer to tie it up, take it in overtime. And then from there, Miami just won the game. And that was that, 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 was, that was tough, man. That was tough to follow. The Spurs yeah. had it. Oh, man. I still, I, I, I get, I get, I get. Irritated just thinking about it. Not hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Chris. At least they won the next year in five games. I imagine that was pretty sweet, but that was a tough one. Um, Gatlin said Baylor, Michigan State Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I remember I was uh, I was actually in Atlanta for the TCU Peach Bowl, and I watched like the first half of that game at an airport, Chili's or something, mm-hmm. and they were up big. And I got on the plane and I turned my phone on. And I figured you know they won convincingly. And I saw that Michigan State had come back and won the game, and I was like, what the heck happened? <laughs> How did that happen? How did that happen? So I, I know that's a tough one. 
Uh, Coach Ron said Baylor Duke men's basketball. Yes, that's another one I know Baylor fans cringe at the the Quincy AC block charge call. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, of course, they come back. They win it all. But we know the story. Is it? Here's here's something I haven't asked you before, Ward. Are losses harder on you as a fan or as a coach? If you can think back to your time, coach, coaching, yeah, coaching, you're still yeah. coaching, yeah, still coaching, yeah. There's no doubt. Um, because you try to analyze and go back and what went wrong. Yeah, watch the film over and over again, and and figure out, you know, hey, we don't want this to happen again. So, uh, in in your, in part, not totally, but in part, you're in control of that. As a fan, you're not in control of it. Um, but I would imagine, I mean, if you're a avid big time fan, and that's you know, you, that's what you live and breathe for is is the fandom of whatever team whatever sport you're following i I imagine some of those are pretty crushing as well i mean the ranger deal still pisses me off oh yeah (laughs) and i think we'll we'll come back here in a minute and we'll we'll talk more about this i I think as i've gotten older in some ways it's gotten easier but still it bothers you and the bartman example is a good one because you know that dude and i i did feel sorry for him i mean ultimately he's just trying to like Mm-hmm. have a good time at the ballpark and then people are like realized uh oh wanting to take him out back <laughs> uh but that is such a natural reaction to just lift your hand up and try to get the ball okay we'll keep this going two five four six six two sixteen sixty let us know the game that you come across on tv that you just can't watch or that still bothers you keeps you up at night as a fan what game is that coming up next former producer Garrett Ross, we're going to do a little off-the-bench reunion. Ward's going to be involved as well. This is ESPN Central Texas. This is a Box 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. A few scattered showers possible early this evening. Otherwise, partly to mostly cloudy with a low of 75 degrees. The weekend looks partly sunny tomorrow with a 20% chance of a passing shower. 93 for the high with a heat index of 102. And on Sunday, partly sunny skies with a 40% chance of afternoon showers and storms and a high of 92. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 36 and 9 for your forecast first plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather when you're dealing with life's ups and downs it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance farmers insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years at david greenup insurance agency they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two contact david greenup farmers insurance agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 football previews beginning July 14th here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Spectrum Big 12 football previews presented by State Farm agents Bob Anderson, Bart Romig, and Mike McKenzie. George's Restaurant and Catering, and Spectrum, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-through, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos in Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Big 12 preseason poll is out and Baylor lands at number eight for the 2021 season ahead of Texas Tech and Kansas. Oklahoma was at top for the sixth straight year, followed by Iowa State, Texas, and Oklahoma to round out the top four in the Big 12. Big 12 media days are coming up next week at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Offensive lineman Connor Galvin and linebacker Terrell Bernard will represent the Bears at media days. The Phoenix Suns take game two of the NBA Finals, beating the Milwaukee Bucks 118 to 108 take a 2-0 lead in the finals. Game three is Sunday in Milwaukee. Astros' six-game winning streak came to an end last night, losing to the A's 2-1. Astros start a series with the Yankees tonight, first pitch at 7-10. And Rangers start a series with the A's tonight at Globe Life, first pitch at 7:05. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, here we go. Game time. Steven Simcox, Ward Weiss, we're filling in for Tom Barfield. And on the phone lines is uh, former producer Garrett Ross. I'm going to kind of run through some people that I've worked with through the past few years and get them on the air. And Garrett, first off, in our first segment, we were discussing, um, because I came across a game, TCU Baylor back in 2014, that I immediately had to turn off. What, as a fan, what loss kind of haunts you the most? whether it's an LSU game or a Washington football team game, what, what game sort of still keeps you awake or do you still think about as a, as a fan throughout the years? Oh, man, that's a good one. I, I'm going to say the national championship game where LSU couldn't get past the 50 against Alabama. That one right there was pretty embarrassing. That's one that still sticks with me. Yeah, that was tough. That was the rematch, right, I guess, in the yes. Les Miles era? Yeah, yep. that was that was a tough one. Um, neither of those teams were really gifted offensively, but man, LSU, LSU really struggled to score. So Garrett, you've been like crisscrossing the country over the past few weeks, um, taking a road trip with your family. What was it like getting to see, uh, the Washington football team facility up close and personal? I I know you've been a fan for a long time, so that must've been a cool experience. It really was, man. It was it was kind of one of those things where I I didn't really plan it and just kind of came to me. We were in Virginia. Um, out by Charlottesville, and I was thinking, you know, it's going to be really cool if we get an opportunity to see this stadium. And so I reached out to the the organization, uh, and I was trying to get a, a pass, and they were like, well, due to COVID, we can't let you in. I was like, all right, cool. We'll just go check it out anyway. So uh, my son and my best friend and his two boys uh, went, and we drove up to the stadium, and uh, we were just going to walk around. That was our initial thought. We would just take a, a tour around it. And I happened to see somebody that worked in the office. So I just went in and I was like, hey, you know, can we just see the bowl? You know, like, please let us see. Drove here from Texas. And they were like, all right, cool. So they let us in. And that was really neat, man. It's, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's definitely needs some repairs. Uh, it's nothing fancy. But just having that opportunity to go in there and see it. And, you know, there's always talk about how bad their, foot, uh, their field is. There's no telling how many knees and their legs have been tore up on it. So, they were actually replacing that, so hopefully there won't be any issues, but it was pretty cool to actually be able to see it in person. That is really cool, and shout out to that employee for kind of recognizing, uh, hey, I need to make it special for these people that, that drove right. a, long, <laughs> a long way to get here. Um, a lot of things I want to kind of hit on with you. You know, on our, on our show Off the Bench, we talked college football a lot. So I'm curious, Garrett, you cover recruiting pretty closely. Mm-hmm. Name, image, and likeness. It's, you know, it's coming into to vogue now. It's legal. It's happening. We're seeing sponsorship deals already. 
who's going to benefit? Which schools do you think will benefit the most from this? And how have you heard? I mean, is this affecting the kids that you talk to so far? These kids that are making decisions? Does it sort of depend on the person? How much are these high schoolers thinking about uh, these possibilities right now? That's a really interesting question, man. I actually talked to a kid this morning. That was one of the things I asked him because he's really the first recruit that I've spoke with that is going to have to take this into consideration. And the way he put it from his perspective is there are pros and cons to this, just like everything, right? And that the pro would for him is that the players will be able to financially support themselves while in school. Cause you know, you granted players get the meals and everything, but regular student athletes have the ability to make money and they don't. So it's going to be, it's going to kind of bring them up to a level playing field with the rest of the students from that perspective. But his concern with the cons is, will, will you see like, like an NFL all the time, right? Like you get a big contract and you just don't play up to it. His concern was, do some of these players get the money and then, you know, kind of let that mess with their ego. Uh, so I, I think that's one of the things to keep in mind. Um, I think it's good, though. I mean, it's 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 definitely kind of tricky, a slippery slope. Um, but I think the schools that will benefit the most are your ones with the bigger boosters, the one with the deeper pockets. Like what you see with what's unfolding in Miami right now, where you have one booster who's coming out and is able to pay everybody on the football roster, right? I think you're going to see more of those schools. It'll help your Nebraska's. It'll help those ones who have been down but have that loyal fan base, those deep pockets that want to see it. I think those are going to be your schools – uh, who have the best chance of benefiting from this. Do you think that's good for college football? I mean, I don't really want to have a discussion about whether it should happen or not, because I think just right in like the basic point is people should be able to benefit off what they can do and what they can earn. I, we can all sort of agree on that, but right, right. there's, there already is a lack of parity. Now Miami's sort of been on the outside looking in for a while. So this might be what they need to kickstart the program oh, and, get, and get it back to where it was. However, is that a good thing for the sport to see these these outside boosters in having more of an influence on, I guess, the week-to-week results with, with college football? Uh, no, I don't. I think that's kind of one of the fine lines where it's, it's kind of one of those things that's been happening behind the scenes forever. Uh, but now that you've given it permission, I think that's a slippery slope you've got to be, be careful with because – you could run into more rule changes. Like when you listen to Jovan Overshown and, and them talk about the, the name of Zalactus and the laws, it's uh, abiding by that and they have to have permission. You know, so you could see some conflicts of interest with players. Um, you know, if they have a certain group that wants them to rep, uh, rep, be a representative, but it's against, you know, like say they're a Nike school or something. Uh, it's going to be, you got to be really careful with how you do that, do your due diligence. Uh, my only concern is if you get some kids who, get the money early um, and then kind of like tell out, like, like you, you have a you run the risk of putting people in a, a weird situation to where it could backfire and uh, have a negative impact on them uh, outside of football. No, that's a good point. I mean, typically if you were a four star or five star and you come in and it doesn't work out, obviously there's people that notice that, but you're sort of shielded from a lot of criticism, but it, if you suddenly land a couple endorsement deals and you don't play well, then, yeah, you're suddenly labeled as a bust, which could be a bad thing. The final thing for you, Garrett, you cover the Baylor recruiting scene really well. Um, they're on a roll right now. What is it about Dave Aranda's staff? I mean, it, obviously, they're really good at forming relationships. But what have they done to the past two years, really, um, have just these great runs kind of in the summer and, and into the early fall? 
I think they've done a really good job of evaluating at their camps. Um, you know, and, and that's something that obviously most staffs are going to do. Um, but I think that's really benefited this year. Last year, they didn't have that leisure. They didn't have camps that they were able to do. And you weren't able to recruit in person. I think you're starting to see them actually be able to get a hands-on evaluation of these kids. Uh, and they know what they're going to run from a defensive standpoint. The, the kids have had an opportunity to watch this defense and know that, hey, I can fit in there. Maybe I could be the next guy that's going to step up and replace a Jalen Petrie and be the, that star position. I think that's benefiting them right now. Um, but uh, that, to me, that's just the key thing. They've actually had an opportunity to, to see these kids in person, get out on the recruiting trail, trail network, and just starting to reap the benefits. It's Garrett Ross. You can find him on 247 Sports. Bears Illustrated does a really good job for them. And, uh, yeah, look for him to be posting some more articles in the near future. Hey, Garrett, thanks so much for hopping on, man. Loved working with you, and uh, appreciate you making some time today. I appreciate it, man. Good luck on your next adventure. There he goes, Garrett Ross. We call him Ross the Boss. And, uh, Ward, it's going to be a whole new world. And I know um, there's obviously a lot of bad things that come with it, but this is kind of the college sports scene now. It is. I, I don't know if it's uh, – I don't think it's a great thing yet, mm-hmm. and it may turn into be exactly what what they needed. I, I just don't know. I I have my reservations about it just because I, I think it could get way out of control. Um, I do think that uh, it could turn into a recruiting tactic um, outside the um, – schools benefits to to the uh, boosters benefits and the rich are going to get richer and the poor are going to get poorer i believe i just i think that that's exactly what's going to happen right now yeah. at least for a while and leon says he agrees with you on that front um we did get a couple texts too we're talking about games that if you turn them on as a fan you immediately turn it off or you cringe because you just can't watch it jt said texas alabama championship game ut was rolling before colt mccoy got hurt uh, then Garrett Gilbert had to come in. Man, Garrett Gilbert was one of those guys where people loved him, thought he was going to be a great, great mm-hmm. QB, and it just never worked at UT. Never did work out for him at UT. Um, and maybe because he was overshadowed a little bit, probably had something to do with it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he never really lived up to what they thought he was going to be there. Uh, Jose and Temple said Lynn Swan with a high catch on fourth down against the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. He said Ward would remember that yeah, well. Yeah, I remember that very well. Absolutely. Yeah, Jose, my mom, uh, Lynn Swan, used to be on Monday Night Football, I think, on ABC, and she hated watching just him talking because it brought up <laughs> bad memories memory. of him making plays against the Dallas Cowboys. And Grumpy Old Fan said if it was Q, it would be the tuck rule game. Yeah, you're right, Grumpy yeah, Old Fan. it would be. That game still makes him angry to this day. Uh, did you see Q today? Did he come in here? I heard he was I, I milling around. I okay. did not get to see him. All right, yeah, I know he was uh, packing up the U-Haul, and they're headed... <laughs> They're headed to Vegas in the U-Haul today, so mm. big-time road trip. We wish Q the best as he ventures out into uh, a new adventure and a, and a great spot for him there in Las Vegas covering the Raiders. When we come back, we'll uh, have the fun continue. A couple more former producers, Kyle Yeomans and Andrew Baker will join us. This is ESPN Central Texas. Live from the Big 12 Media Days, this is Tom Barfield. Join the voice of the Bears, John Morris and me, Wednesday, July 14th and Thursday, July 15th, live from AT&T Stadium for Big 12 Media Days. Brought to you in part by the Office of Baylor Alumni, BP Services, Cooper Clinic, Heritage Creamery, TFMB, your bank for life, and the Baylor Club. Big 12 Media Days, Wednesday and Thursday, July 14th and 15th, here on ESPN Central Texas.
Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 football previews beginning July 14th here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Spectrum Big 12 football previews presented by State Farm agents Bob Anderson, Bart Romig, and Mike McKenzie. George's Restaurant and Catering and Spectrum weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, it's Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show with Steve Simcox. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry. Trial lawyers with over 100 years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry now has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. If you need a lawyer that has exceptional experience and provides extraordinary results for clients, call them in Waco, 254-651-3690. Again, that's 254-651-3690. You can also visit the website and learn more about the firm at www.swclaw.com. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Big 12 preseason poll is out and Baylor lands at number eight for the 2021 season ahead of Texas Tech and Kansas. Oklahoma was at top for the sixth straight year, followed by Iowa State, Texas, and Oklahoma to round out the top four in the Big 12. Big 12 media days are coming up next week at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Offensive lineman Connor Galvin and linebacker Terrell Bernard will represent the Bears at media days. The Phoenix Suns take game two of the NBA Finals, beating the Milwaukee Bucks 118 to 108 take a 2-0 lead in the finals. Game 3 is Sunday in Milwaukee. Astros' six-game winning streak came to an end last night, losing to the A's 2-1. Astros start a series with the Yankees tonight, first pitch at 7-10. And Rangers start a series with the A's tonight at Globe Life, first pitch at 7-05. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to Game Time. Steven Simcox, Ward Whites, filling in for Tom Barfield. And uh, we just talked with Garrett Ross, so we'll keep rolling with former producers here at ESPN Central Texas. We have both Kyle Yeomans and Andrew Baker on at the same time. Kyle is now working for DallasCowboys.com. Andrew has a big-time corporate job at Dell. 
Andrew, how is uh, how is corporate life treating you these days? Well, Stephen, there's this thing called HR, <laughs> and you got to watch out for HR. Kyle, are you surprised at all that Andrew Baker would have issues with with HR? No, uh, I'm not surprised at all about the HR antics from Mr. Andrew Baker. I mean, if anybody knows Andrew, and even from his time at Central Texas, then you know that HR definitely is going to have a circle around AEB on their, their roster chart whenever he first walks in the door. Andrew, what was your favorite prank that you pulled in your time here at ESPN Central Texas? Oh, it was definitely after I proved Ward White's like wrong one of the hundreds of times. <laughs> and uh, he, he took his he took his chair and he, he put it, he hid it in like a closet. And he wrote, this is mine, don't move it. <laughs> and so I went into his office and I put pieces of paper that says this is ward Wyatt's. don't touch it on everything and uh i'm sure he remembers that ward do you remember this prank yeah it was a good one it was funny <laughs> i liked the pink t-shirt when uh texas tech lost Stop or whatever it. and it said like pew pew on the on the t-shirt for ward i remember that one yeah me too. No, that, that, that's because Ward still believed that Art Briles was going to be the head coach of the Red Raiders. <laughs> Those rumors are still there, Andrew. So there's still there's still time to, True. I guess, pay off on that bet if if you want to get another shirt for him. <laughs> um, so guys, we're, we've been talking on on the show today about games as a fan that still keep you up at night, or if you see a replay, like you can't watch it. So I'll start with you, Kyle. Do you have one in mind, games that just still gnaw at you as, as one of your favorite teams that you're rooting for? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, the easy answer and the first one that came to mind for me goes to baseball and, of course, game six of the 2011 World Series as a Texas Rangers fan. If that ever comes on in MLB Network, if I see any kind of replay, if I read any kind of article or see an article – I'm not reading it. I'm not watching it. I'm not going to turn that on because, yeah, that one ripped my heart out as a Rangers fan. As a football fan, I mean, I grew up a big fan of the Baylor Bears. Um, so I think maybe the, the Michigan State Cotton Bowl loss where they were up by 20 and the, they had the Laquan McGowan touchdown in the, the, the start of the fourth quarter and then Michigan State came roaring back. That was just days after they had been left out of the college football playoff and it looked like they were going to prove that, hey, we should have been in the playoff, but that didn't uh, end up happening either. So those are probably my big two. I'm interested to hear what Andrew has to say on that one, too. Yeah, Andrew, is it a Mavs game for you? Is it a, a Texas game? What comes to mind for you? Well, you know, I was going to bring up game six as well because mm-hmm. it was just, just heartaching. Because that, that would have been a huge year, year for Dallas sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have had the Mavs and the Rangers both win it at all. But um, – I have to go back to to oh nine. Why would Mac Brown run a speed option with Colt McCoy and have <laughs> Marcel Darius break his shoulder? Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, if you remember that game, like Texas had like two three and out, where they ended up in Alabama territory and then settled for field goals, and then here comes Gilbert Grapes, you know, coming in and he, he played decently, but. It's a different game with Colt McCoy in there. No, that's that's a good one, and that's actually one that's been brought up a couple of times on the uh, 
on the phone line or on the text line, Andrew, CNC collisions there in text line throughout the day. So Andrew, I, I need your sports takes. I know you can still hone in a good take <laughs> if, if you focus on it. Um, what do you make of the Mavs right now? And let me give Andrew credit. He was one of the first and, and Kyle as well. I think both of you guys were like Luka Doncic nuts before that draft. You had seen him overseas. You felt like he was the best guy to be picked. Uh, and that's obviously worked out really well. Rick Carlisle gone now. Uh, Donnie Nelson's out as well. What What do you make of the Mavs shakeup so far this offseason, Andrew? Well, first of all, let me clarify all the hollow Lucas stuff you see. <laughs> this guy invented that. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I would beat down the old afternoon drive uh, host constantly with a certain Hallelujah drop, and they would just drop their heads and disgust at me every time. But I, I don't know. It's hard to get a, a gauge on what's going on over there unless you're, like, inside the building. Like, apparently there's all this drama with Rick Carlisle and KP and Luca and you, you don't know what the hell's going on. Like, Donnie, who's, like, been a – just like as, as solid of a mad figure in the organization as, as anyone ever just up and leaves. It's just weird. So I, I don't know. It is weird. And Kyle uh, turning to an organization that never has any drama, the Dallas Cowboys, you're, you're close. <laughs> you're close to them. Obviously last year was a wash in a lot of ways because Dak got hurt. What are your expectations right now as, as we stand here in July? We're, corner, we're sort of barreling towards training camp for Dallas Cowboys football in 2021. Well, I think the way that you said it where it was a wash in 2020, it, it feels certainly that way because of Dak, but there were a, a lot of holes that showed up last year as well that this team I don't think realized were as severe going into the year as they did by the end of the year themselves such as the defense i don't think anybody expected it to be a bottom two defense in the nfl and a historically bad defense in a cowboys sense throughout the organization's history so i think the expectation is to up the defense the offense needs to be a top five caliber offense but the defense needs to be at least in the top 20 in the majority of categories to try and help you win a bunch of football games because uh, right now, you look at the strength of schedule, you have an advantage there. You have an advantage because you get your, your quarterback back. You have Ezekiel Elliott. You have Amari Cooper in that wide receiving core. You even get back Blake Jarwin, who's another vertical threat for that offense. But defensively, that's where the the intrigue lies. How much better is this team going to be under Dan Quinn with a guy like Micah Parsons to, to flip around in the the linebacker core, how good is this defensive line going to be now with some of the young pieces in place? I, I think that's where the expectations are going to lie. I think they're high expectations, but they're, they're cautiously high expectations is probably the best way to say it. Okay, a couple more things here. And thank you, Kyle and Andrew, for joining us today. Andrew, have you still been playing beach volleyball or has that been cut off with, uh, with the pandemic in motion? No, I play a little bit. I mean, getting kind of older, a little softer. I sit at a desk more than I did when I was broadcasting, so that's not really helpful. Um, I don't know. I, I guess, like, you know how you look at Ward and you're like, there's no way this guy was, like, a great athlete at one point. <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of how I feel when I look at the mirror. I, I don't believe that. I still think you're shredded, Andrew. I still think you look you look great, Okay. <laughs> okay. I know that I know that was really encouraging to you and you're going to, you know, take that and and run with it. Kyle, 
Um, man, you're doing great things. You're, you're a star now. What are you most excited about? What do you have coming out soon on DallasCowboys.com that people should be looking out for? Oh, that's a good one. And by the way, Andrew, I'm going to my first ever beach volleyball tournament here in about like an hour and a half. So is there anything I should look out for? Well, if you're playing a, a volleyball tournament on Friday, something's wrong. Okay. But um, good luck. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you can get Isaiah Stanback to come and sub for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That that might have to be the case. No, I'm excited about training camp. We, we head out to Oxnard. Uh, I'll be out there for the entirety of camp starting on, on July 2nd. Then we go all the way through uh, the Arizona game, which is week one of the preseason, though it'll be the second Cowboys game. We've got shows every day on, on Bally Sports Southwest, so you can get your Cowboys content, your updates from training camp from me, and a variety of the DallasCowboys.com writers on your television screen. And then uh, I'll, I'll sure to be connected there on ESPN Central Texas as well with the guys there and uh, on DallasCowboys.com specifically throughout the week. So we've got a lot of exciting things coming up. I'm just ready for the year uh, to get underway, doing a lot of high school football stuff as well, and then some ESPN regional stuff for some college games. So got a lot going on it's much like andrew baker at this time of year busy 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 all the way through yeah i'm real busy if you want to follow me on my instagram andrew underscore the texan you know i post some <laughs> stories with dogs in it um maybe like an awkward picture of my girlfriend while she's getting ready in the morning um real exciting content that is great stuff we'll be on the lookout for it guys thank you to both of you andrew you know, you're the best, Kyle, you're the best. Um, and Andrew, I know your favorite school district that you service is the Hearn Eagles, right? <laughs> oh, always. Okay. All right. There you go. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. Congrats, Steven. Thanks for everything, my friend. Congrats, Steven. Enjoy your health insurance. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> that is a big part of the draw. That's a big part of, you know, the the move uh, but all joking aside appreciate those guys that was a pretty wheels off segment but that's what i expected when i i put everybody on together at the same time um we've been asking throughout the day what game sticks out in your mind that you still just gives you nightmares as a fan you can't watch it and gene chimed in and said the ice bowl so ward i don't want to offend you no but you don't do you remember the ice bowl was that is that a memory for you or are you a little too young for that i remember um i remember Watching it with my dad, but I don't remember it in detail except for going back and watching it years later. Um, so it, it, as far as kind of remembering how upset dad was at the time because he was a huge Cowboy fan, mm -hmm. I remember that more than I do the actual game. Okay, coming up next, Ward, I know you've been waiting on it. Ranger Roundup, baby. Can't wait. We'll do that next on ESPN Central Texas. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 football previews beginning July 14th here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Spectrum Big 12 football previews presented by State Farm agents Bob Anderson, Bart Roman, and Mike McKenzie, George's Restaurant and Catering, and Spectrum weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in and out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Sadusky, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 and Saturday, 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. you have a business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something, then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Deidre and Dave, real customers who decided to give Good Feet Arch Supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. The pain would shoot up my heels. I would tiptoe out of bed because my heels hurt so badly. The pain level was over 10, and my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the Arch Supports. When I went to the Good Feet store, I had a free consultation. They allowed me to try on the Arch Supports. And took about three, four steps. Turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Ward, I know you're a movie guy. Mm -hmm. Did you enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy? It was all right. 
I really like that movie. This this is part of the soundtrack. It's right. obviously standalone, a good song. Right. But Chris Pat Chris Pratt, excuse me, is really good in that role. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get to the Ranger Roundup here in a second. Maybe. I mean, you know. <laughs> Someday. Sometime we will. Uh, I did want to pass along though. We've been asking throughout the show, what's a game as a fan that still sort of gnaws at you, that still keeps you up at night? And we've had some good ones. Chris called in and said, game six of, I believe that was the, maybe the 2014 finals when uh, Ray Allen hit a three, basically at the buzzer to send it overtime. Looked like the Spurs were going to defeat the Heat, Heat going to win that game and then win in game seven. My friend Matt texted me. And he says, the Cowboys for the past 27 years, which, understandable. (laughs) But he also threw out there that Baylor-UNLV game, which I know has a lot of bad memories for folks. But that was when Kevin Steele had just started coaching there. And he decided the game was in hand. Baylor had the ball. They had to do was take a knee. And he decided, hey, I'm going to try to send a message that we're we're not going to be run over anymore. We're going to take it to people. And they fumbled the ball, and UNLV took it back for a touchdown. One of the, I mean, all coaching decisions, Ward, are seen in hindsight, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's always after the fact mm-hmm. that we second-guess it. But that that was a tough one. That was probably not the best choice in that situation. No, probably wasn't. And I think that team, went the next week, they went on the road to Boston College and actually played pretty well and lost that game in overtime on, like, a missed extra point. So, from the jump, it was just obviously not uh, the the greatest tenure for, for Kevin Steele. And we, that's evidenced by the fact that he wasn't at Baylor or in Waco for a very long time, but he's gone on to be a really good coordinator. He has. Um, what is that word about coaches or some coaches that just, they excel at that part of the job, but can't necessarily do the head coaching job. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I don't, there's just some guys that are cut out to be a, a really, really good coordinator and don't end up being um, a very good head coach. One, Maybe they don't surround themselves with the people they need to surround themselves with. They try to do too much as a head coach uh, instead of trusting the people around them. A lot of times that's the case. Uh, and sometimes it's too just too much responsibility. They can't concentrate. You know, there may be an offense or a defensive guy, and they're still trying to concentrate on one or the other instead of trusting, you know, some guys to handle that for them. And all you have to do is oversee it, time manage, practice manage, and, and be sure that you're doing things the right way. And then also getting into a game and making the big decisions you have to make as a head coach inside the game, making those game decisions. There's just some coaches that can't make game-time decisions. It's not something they can do because, the, again, if you're an offensive coordinator in mind, you probably are thinking three or four plays ahead instead mm-hmm. of wondering, okay, well, if they don't do this – then we need to either punt here or we need to try to figure out what we're going to do. We're going to go for it. If it's this situation, there's a lot of game time management that you have to go into as a head coach, and some guys thrive on it, some guys don't. That's true. I mean, it is a totally different job. You really are a CEO uh, in a lot of ways, and it's it's tough to balance all those things and make those decisions in those pressure-packed situations. Before we go to break here, let's get to the Ranger Roundup. Time now for the Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. All right. Thank you to Clayo Wealth Management for bringing you the Ranger Roundup every day. Texas at home, three games set against the Oakland Athletics. Oakland coming in at 50 and 39. Texas 34 and 53. Mm. <laughs> 19 and a half back. So, in all seriousness, Ward, 
three games left until the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. What do you want to see from this team, if anything, in the second half of the season? The All-Star break. <laughs> I mean, I don't, yeah. I there, mean, what? There's, there's nothing to get excited about this team for. No, in, in my mind, I okay. mean, it's just not. Uh, I'm I'm very curious about the trade deadline, what they're going to do there, if they're going to be able to bolster themselves. I guess the most exciting thing, or most anticipated thing for me, um, kind of going into the All Star break is the draft on Sunday. Are they going to screw that up or not? I'm with you. I'm excited about the draft. I feel like if they end up with either of the Vandy pitchers being Kumar Rocker or Jack Leiter, then you feel really good about the draft. I mean, yes. there's there's always the chance, right? Like it happens all the time. Somebody gets hurt or they just, they get to the AAA, they get to the major league level and, you know, breaking balls that guys were chasing in college. They're not chasing anymore. Mm-hmm. But I, I think both of these guys are going to be major league ready pretty quickly and you need that right now ward i I feel the same way because of what they've been able to do pitching in the sec pitching a a good while i mean they're you know they're not 17 16 year old kids that that have no idea what's going on not that every one of them have no idea but i mean you know they still got some uh, quite a bit of of seasoning to go before they're ready for the big leagues i think these two guys are closer than a, a younger generation not, might be. So you kind of give yourself a fighting chance. Now, if it, mm-hmm. if it blows up, at least you tried. I, I think it's a better choice than going up after some high school shortstop or outfielder or something like that, or even a high school pitcher, that you have to wait probably five or six years before you get any of the benefits out of it. A plus about both of those guys, too, and I know Kamar Rocker really struggled in Game 3 of the College World Series, but overall in the postseason, he was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think you could argue this year in college baseball was maybe the most talent-rich year you've ever seen because there were a lot of guys that, due to the six-round MLB draft the year before and the fact that the NCAA just said, hey, anybody and everybody – you can come back for one more season. There were a number of teams that had fifth-year, six-year seniors mm-hmm. that were really good players. That we don't normally see in college baseball. That we don't normally see in college baseball for one more season. And talking about the SEC, I know people get tired of it. And I think in football, you can there's, there's some arguments to be made about the depth, right? Like oh, Alabama, very good. Um, Georgia has been very good as of late. Um, you guys know the SEC. I don't have to run that down. However, in baseball, it's a different animal. It mm-hmm. really is. It I is. mean, Vandy has decided in a sport where scholarships are at a premium, we're going to dedicate a lot of our resources to baseball because we're not very good at football. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really hard for us to get good at football. So let's divert to something that's having success. Mississippi State has developed a very good program. LSU might be the the first program that people think of historically when they think about college baseball. Mm-hmm. Arkansas, very, very good. The list goes on. So they've seen premium competition. They've seen a lot of guys that are also going to be at AAA or in the majors quickly. I just, I can't imagine that they would take a high schooler. And one thing that they've done... <laughs> 
they've taken guys that they sort of reach for guys because they think they can go cheaper on the slot value and the bonus money. Right. You can't do that if you have the number two pick in the draft. No, you can't. You just can't. I mean, you, you have to say, okay, I got to pay this guy what I have to pay him. Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're, we hopefully don't get this opportunity. This is a place you don't want to be in the draft. And it's also a place, if you're in this spot, you can't screw it up. You just can't. No, you can't do it. I mean, you have to find a way to get the guy that's supposed to be great. And... I believe if they end up with either Rocker or Lighter, then they're going to be in a really good situation. Rangers A's tonight. Jordan Lyles expected to be on the hill for Texas. He has been better as of late. I, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Who's your first half season MVP for the Texas Rangers right now? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Gallo just because of what he's done over the last couple of weeks. Okay. I think he's he's played very very well. And, look, you can't deny his outfield ability. I mean, mm-hmm. his defense is outstanding. So, I, I guess I'll have to go with him. Um, yeah, I'll stick with I'll stick with Gallo. I'd say Adolis Garcia. I think you could make an argument for Kyle Gibson, but he's not in the lineup every day because he's a starting pitcher. Right. He does give you a chance to win, though, every five days, which is, for this team that's really struggling, a great mm-hmm. thing. Garcia's been the most consistent, though, and his story is really incredible. We've all laid it out. I mean, we'll have to see down the road what this looks like, but he's been really good for the Texas Rangers. So that is your Ranger Roundup today, brought to you by Kaleco Wealth Management. That game tonight, 6.30 p.m. is the broadcast. 7.05 is the first pitch. Hour number two coming up. Last hour of the show. Last hour of Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> Coming up next, though, I, I'd love to get your input. 254-662-1660. If you could ask Dave Aranda one question at Big 12 Media Days next week, what would it be? We'll tackle that next on ESPN. My house has a new Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. For over 15 years, Wings Pizza and Things in Temple has been your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include two for $28 meal deals or their family feast. And you can top your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for their menu. 
Jessup Housing in Waco, a premier affordable manufactured home builder, is looking for skilled workers at two of their locations to join their team. Paying up to $18.50 per hour to start, they also offer free health insurance, production bonuses, paid holidays and vacations, 401k with company match, and opportunities for advancement. Apply in person at Jessup Housing today at 1101 Foundation Drive in Waco or 1001 West Loop 340 in Waco or apply online at jessuphousing.com. Join the Jessup Housing family today. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews beginning July 14th here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Spectrum Big 12 Football Previews presented by State Farm Agents Bob Anderson, Bart Roman, and Mike McKenzie. George's Restaurant and Catering, and Spectrum, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based upon what it takes to help your company win. That's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision today with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com or call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. One of my favorite bits that we ever did across any of our shows was at one time on Unnecessary Roughness, we would switch each Friday and somebody would have what we called the aux cord and mm-hmm. they'd get to pick the comeback music for the day. And I was always fascinated when Ward would do this because we all, 
Well, we all kind of had our image of what Ward liked, but you've had a, an interesting life. I mean, you've Gee, thanks. <laughs> coached. No, I didn't say that in a bad way. You've coached before. You've worked in radio for a long time. Uh, you worked the club scene for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you have a pretty eclectic taste of music. Mm. I mean, you have a wide range of things that you enjoy listening to. Yeah, I do. So it was always funny when Ward would write that playlist because it'd be like, oh, man, Ward likes this song. That's that's interesting. Uh, and Black Betty was one of the first ones that you ever pulled. So that's yeah. that's an homage. I Ward. like it. Ram Jam. Thank you. Did Ram Jam have any more hits? I don't think so. That might have been a one-hit wonder. I can't think of one that they had. They they may have. Yeah, I can't I I can't say I heard a Ram Jam before uh before Black Betty. And, and that's the only one I know. <laughs> Here we go. CNC Collisions in text line. Leon said he thinks that Dolis Garcia is also the first half season MVP for the Texas Rangers. Want to transition into some college football talk. So Big Twelve Media Days will be next week. Mm-hmm. We'll get to hear from all the coaches for the first time in a while, honestly. Dave Aranda spoke a few times during the spring. If you could ask Dave Aranda one question at Big 12 Media Days next week, what would it be? What would it be? We give you the microphone, 254-662-1660. We give you the microphone for a minute. You get to ask Dave a question. What do you want to know? What are you looking for from the Baylor head football coach? Bears picked to finish eighth in the conference. They have questions at quarterback. Ward, what would you like to to ask Dave Aranda if they passed you the mic during his press conference or during one of those breakout sessions next week? It's pretty simple. How do you fix the offense? There you go. Just tell me what's your plan for the offense. That's a good one. I think quarterback, I mean, quarterback's right there. It's Mm -hmm. the simple one. So that's a question you could ask. He talked a lot in the spring about the improvement of the offensive line. So I believe I would ask, wh- what does that mean? How did you see them grow right. during the offseason? Because I'm sure you can do that to a certain extent, but I think at any level or any position group, but especially one that's as physical as the offensive line, I mean, you would hope in practice, your deal, like when you go good on good, that you're getting every single snap, you're getting 100% firing off the ball, guys hitting each other. I can't guarantee that though. Right. And so no. I do sort of wonder in spring, did you get to see some of those exotic blitz packages that you're going to see? in in the course of a big 12 game were those guys on the edge really coming off the ball and trying to make plays. I, I know they are sometimes. I, I just want to know what does that mean when you talk about offensive line growth in practice in the off season war? There, there's a lot goes into it. I mean, you're right. Unless you're, in a situation where you're playing a full-out spring game, you're not going to see a whole lot because of the fact that you you just you can't duplicate it in practice situations. You just can't. Uh, I think if you are looking at technique and things like that, and making the right first step, and you know being able to set up in the right place, pass protection, firing off the ball, get your lanes open. Uh, and things like that, you can see improvement in an offensive line. You can see improvement in the weight room. Are they getting stronger? You can see improvement on their testing. Are they getting faster? Those type of things you can measure in the spring, but I don't know that you can measure a whole lot uh, as far as evaluating and things like that on an offensive lineman uh, in a spring situation, game time situations. 
Leon had a couple questions. How long will it take for this team to compete for a Big 12 championship? And do you have a quarterback that can get you there? Those are both good good questions to ask. I'll say this about competing for a Big 12 title. We'll have to see it. We'll have to see where they are this year, how much improvement they have. Once you get past Oklahoma and maybe Iowa State, though, and Ward, I know you have some questions still about Iowa State coming mm-hmm. into the season. I do, but, I mean. The middle tier of the Big 12, nobody has really emerged the last few years. No, they haven't. As the team that could sneak up and, and be a dark horse. I mean, TCU is flirted with it at times, but it hasn't been consistent. Oklahoma State, same thing. West Virginia and K-State still seem to be figuring out new head coaches. Texas Tech's not really a factor right now. Mm-mm. Kansas, obviously not a factor right now. So there's OU, and then I believe Iowa State, and a whole jumble of teams. And I'd throw Texas in there as well, because we still haven't seen it from UT. No. Putting it all together, aside from the one year they made the Big 12 championship game with Tom Herman and beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. So you could make the argument, if you can improve quickly, you might not be that far off. The problem is the gap between the middle of the league and OU right now, Ward, is is real. I think it's really big. It's monumental. You're right. I think it's 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 so large right now that I I don't I don't know who that team could be that's going to consistently challenge OU for a conference championship. I mean, it's been somebody different for three straight years now, right? It has. Since they put the Big 12 championship game back into place, it's been a different team each season. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, Iowa State has high expectations. We will see if they can live up to that. But again, there's there's really nobody that... Baylor and Iowa State gave them games, but it still feels like you haven't knocked that group off, even no. if you've been scratching and clawing and right there. Grumpy old fan said he would ask Dave Rain about name, image, and likeness, what it means for college sports. You get a very detailed answer. I don't know where Dave stands on it. I imagine he's excited for his players for some opportunities, but I would think as a coach ward, there's also a lot of anxiety that comes with changes like that, trying to manage it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of anxiety for coaches. I I really haven't talked to uh, a head coach about it. Um, And that's, that's a great question to be able to sit down and ask him, how does, how does that affect how you approach things? Um, I, I would think that you're right. Anxiety would be, part of the problem that you're going to have with it because of the fact you don't know if if your players are approached by somebody on something that really doesn't go with with your program, doesn't go with the school's thought process. I mean, again, we've used the term a lot, but the Wild Wild West is out there, and mm-hmm. it could be anything. I mean, it, it could be, you know, somebody approaching them with a product that you don't really want representing your football team. Brandon chimed in on the CNC Collision Center text line. He said his question for Dave Aranda would be, is Jeff Grimes going to be able to fix the offense? It goes back to what Ward said. And is the O-line going to be able to protect the QB? Jeff Grimes comes with high recommendations. He did a really good job at BYU. Zach Wilson, obviously a very talented quarterback. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have that dude this year. At least, you know, a guy that polished. I mean, there's a lot of room for improvement. As we've said before, you can't really be worse there's only one way up and there's only there's only one way up and they ran a lot of games despite their deficiencies on that side of the ball i I still think though if you're expecting them to just come out humming 
with a new QB and a new system and a new OC, I, I think that's way too high of expectations to have for this group. I, I'm right there with you. I agree 100%. I don't, I don't, I, you, you can expect improvement, but how much improvement, you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt. You, they have to be able to um, get there at their own pace. It's just not going to – the light switch is not going to turn on. You hear me talking about light switches all the time, and that's, you know, that's different than uh, in, in for a whole offense to have that light switch turn on and all of a sudden they're a great offense. It just doesn't happen that way. It just doesn't. The schedule early on is pretty favorable, and that might help. That should help. But still, I mean, you, you can't just say, okay, we're going to go out there and score – 35 but, points a game immediately. But you also got to be careful. I mean, those first three games, they could be a mirage, right? I mean, you might be feeling really That's good true. about yourself, and then you get against some different competition, and all of a sudden you're trying those same things, and why aren't they working? They were working against this group. All of a sudden it's not working. Well, there's a reason for that. You're going against better talent. You open with Texas State on the road, which is bizarre. But I don't understand that. <laughs> they're playing in San Marcos. Then you get Texas Southern at home, and then you go on the road to Kansas. So you should be feeling pretty good at that point. The BYU game is later in the year. I think it's in October. However, once that three-game stretch is over, you play Iowa State, and that's a whole other animal. Mm-hmm. Team with a good defense, very experienced, has their system down, knows what they want to do. So it will be, I think, a pretty rude awakening from those first three weeks to week four, and it's just about can you bounce back because you're going to have those bumps in the road. Mm-hmm and find ways to adjust. Do you have any questions about this defense? Because, I, I mean, I can't really find many. Yeah, I'm right. I, are, they, are they going to be able to get more push up front, I guess, is my biggest question. My other thing would be, and there's no way to answer this, but turnovers are really hard to predict. Yeah, they are. You can coach it, and I know Baylor's made an effort to do that. Joey McGuire, when Matt Rule was here, I believe in his last year, was the turnover coach. I mean, Phil Snow put him in charge of, hey, I want you to get these guys to a place where they're stripping the ball and getting interceptions. And they've they've excelled at that the last two seasons. I just I feel like eventually that stuff kind of levels out. Now, if you have a good defense, you're going to get pressure on the quarterback. You're going to force bad throws. That, that will create turnovers. That creates turnovers. I don't know if you can count on it, though. We'll see. We'll see how they do this upcoming season. Okay, coming up. I I can't get out of here without talking with Ward about the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) And one thing that we've talked about at length over the past few years is their offense and their offensive system. Ward Weitz is not a huge fan of Kellen Moore. Mm -hmm. So I want to break that down, discuss it a little bit, and get Ward's thoughts on can Kellen adjust and make Ward Weitz a believer. We'll do that next on ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. I'm Joe Kaleo. At Kaleo Wealth Management Group, we believe a sound financial plan always starts by developing a good relationship with each client. We'd like the opportunity to build a relationship with you and help begin charting your path toward your financial goals. Dream big. We'll listen. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC.
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. The Big 12 preseason poll is out and Baylor lands at number eight for the 2021 season ahead of Texas Tech and Kansas. Oklahoma was at top for the sixth straight year followed by Iowa State, Texas, and Oklahoma to round out the top four in the Big 12. Big 12 media days are coming up next week at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Offensive lineman Connor Galvin and linebacker Terrell Bernard will represent the Bears at media days. The Phoenix Suns take game two of the NBA Finals, beating the Milwaukee Bucks 118-108, take a 2-0 lead in the Finals. Game three is Sunday in Milwaukee. Astros' six-game winning streak came to an end last night, losing to the A's 2-1. Astros start a series with the Yankees tonight, first pitch at 7-10. And Rangers start a series with the A's tonight at Globe Life, first pitch at 7-05. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. time closing in on six o'clock or did you see the freddie mercury bio in rat city yes was it good yeah very good okay i enjoyed it yeah, i never got around to it i heard mixed reviews but i'll trust you on it i'm watching this video this is we will rock you live in montreal in 1981 and freddie's wearing an interesting get up here which i know is not surprising for anyone who followed freddie mercury's career but uh, bringing you some sounds as we close up shop here this week on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield will be back next week. So Ward White, E.P. Garth. This is my last day, at least as a full-time employee here at ESPN. Really enjoyed everybody who has interacted with us this afternoon. I wanted to get into some Cowboys discussion because it's my favorite thing to talk about on the radio. We always get good interaction. Ward for a, a long time has contended that he just doesn't like Kellen Moore. He doesn't like how he goes about it. So for you, Ward, is it just the identity of this offense? What are what do you think what do you think, excuse me, are some of the shortcomings of Kellen Moore and uh his his play calling? That's a great question. I there's a lot of things that go into it for me, um, for Kellen Moore. And look, if he figures it out, it's not that I just don't like Kellen Moore. It's just I don't like the way he calls a game for me. I think there's a couple of maybe a reasons why um, maybe he has too many toys to play with sometimes, and he's a young guy and he just can't, can't figure it out. I'd like him to use the running game more um, than they do and stay with it a little bit longer um, than still being able to look at it and go, well, the running game's not working. We're going to trash that and we're going to start throwing the ball. And sometimes they're forced into that because they fall a couple of touchdowns behind and they have to throw the ball around. Uh, for me, also, just going back and looking at film is something I still enjoy doing a lot and trying to figure out what he's doing with that offense. There's a lot of times I can't I can't figure it out. There, there's no rhyme or reason for some of the calls that he makes, and some of it's just like a grab bag. Well, we're going to try this, we're going to try that, we're going to try this. Not really setting anything up. He never come back to something that he tried early in the – um, first or second or third drive of the game, you never see it again or never see that same formation again. You know, you use formations and you use play calling to set something up. You're always trying to be ahead of yourself. And I can't ever figure out what he's doing. And maybe he's just really that much smarter than me and I can't figure it out. So 
but I, I just I can't there's not enough consistency there in his play calling for me as of yet. Now that may change. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know how it's going to change. You you can't uh, you know a leopard doesn't change his spots, but you know maybe he he's learning and growing into that role. He's awful young too, so he is, and that was some really good detailed stuff there. I mean. That's more than I see when I'm watching a game, obviously. 254-662-1660. I know a lot of you have issues with Kellen Moore or just don't like how he calls a game. Would love to get your thoughts as well. And I I find it curious because maybe the Eagles, it's possible, they're just poking the bear, right? Mm-hmm. They requested to interview him for their head coaching job. I don't know if that means anything. Jerry Jones is obviously infatuated with him. I don't think that means anything from a football perspective. Right. I mean, it means he has good job security. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it means he's a genius. Right. He hitched his wagon to Jason Garrett for a long time, who was another up-and-coming OC mm-hmm. that just never figured it out at the head coaching level. They have – it is hard to pinpoint exactly what they want to do. I think they're definitely a passing offense now. And maybe part of that is they had different quarterbacks in there last year. Could be. But, I mean, I remember the the Ben DiNucci game, which as a play caller, what are you going to do? You got a kid that shouldn't be playing NFL football. They're trying all these gadgets and tricks. Even though, one thing, though, that always stands out to me, and I, I don't get it, and this is a, this is like a specific situational observation, so it might not be good if we're talking about Kellen Moore as a play caller. But they would get in fourth and short a lot. And Mike McCarthy, I guess, with his newfound analytics, liked to go for it. And they hardly ever ran the football. And it wasn't even that they just didn't run the football. It was that they would run these routes that seemed to take way too way long, too long. Yeah. to develop. I agree with that 100%. They, they were trying to hit guys on crosses and on you know fades and deep shots, which there are multiple routes going on in a play. So if... You want to have one guy that's running a longer developing route and the off chance that you get good protection or the play breaks down, then fine. But you know, Ward, I mean, fourth and two, fourth and one, the defense is coming. I mean, you're you're not going to have a bunch of time to stand there and make decisions. Mm-hmm. If you want to get a pass play going, it's probably better to have somebody sort of leaking out in the flat and I, I don't know what that was, but they kept coming back to it, and it never really worked. Yeah, I don't I don't either. I don't, And it may be Mike McCarthy, but that's another thing. You, you know, again, going back to the running game, I, I think that you've got to establish that. You've got, you've got to establish the line of scrimmage. You know, the running game is supposed to, supposed to set up the passing game, and they're supposed to coincide with each other. Um, but I, I don't see that with a Kellen Moore offense, at, at least up to this point. And they never did it, even when – Dak went down, and everybody sort of thought, okay, it's Zeke time. That's exactly what I thought. I mean, you you know, I, I get – that's why I said maybe he has too many toys to play with. Um, but when Dak went down, you, you're you right. It should have been, okay, we are going to have to figure out how we can run the ball. Now, look, the mm-hmm. offensive line is beat up. There's a million excuses you can make. But you're still not trying to set anything up to make it where it's successful. And I just – I don't know. You, and you're – but for them not to be able to utilize that and figure that out, I, I don't know. And it may it may come from Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. I, I you have no idea, but I you know, Kellen Moore's supposed to have the 
you know, the next up-and-coming offensive coordinator, and to me, he's just not that right now. Zeke's also a guy, you got to keep him engaged. You do. You're right. And we say this about running backs often. They're, the they, good the good ones are better in the fourth quarter than they are the first quarter. Yes, and you kind of have to lather them up mm-hmm. with carries that you know, okay, maybe this only gets two or three yards, but let's keep pounding the rock. I, I got the sense, the idea that, okay, we can get the ball to CD and get the ball to Amari and try to get the ball to Michael Gallup and also every once in a while hand the ball off, it just didn't work. Mm-mm. And I know that I know they're trying to do this again this year, and he's apparently cut weight and he's ready to do it. He feels more comfortable in Mike McCarthy offense. He's not a receive. He's not a running back that you can use in the receiving game much. No, I, I, just, I, I don't, wouldn't. I don't see it. I wouldn't outside of screens, you know. And I, I get that's part of the game, especially now. It's part of the game if you use it correctly, and that's mm-hmm. another part of the setting it up. I mean, you use it on a play-action pass, and then you leak him out and throw it to him in the flat and let him make some plays in the open space. Or you run a screen with him uh, and let him run in the open space. But you don't make him an integral part of your passing game. You're making a mistake in using that guy wrong. And I know, like, Emmett Smith had receiving yards, but he was never splitting out wide or running exotic routes, was he? No, absolutely not. I just think they try to make Zeke, like, this guy that's getting out on swing patterns and running angle routes. And that's not his strength. I mean, he's a north and south guy. Yeah, that's Kellen Moore trying to be too cute with the offense. Uh, Tony Pollard can be that player. If you want him to be. If you want him to be. Other than, they had a game against the Lions a few years ago in the regular season that they won. And Zeke had some big catches. And I remember one of them was on a drive to win the game. You know, they put him on the outside and he was matched up with a linebacker and they got the ball to him over the top. So if you want to do it every once in a while, okay. But I just... I don't know what this obsession is with trying to get him the ball in those situations because that's not how he's built. Ward, I mean, that's just not who he is. And it's not the way the offense should be built either. When you got a guy like that in the backfield, you need to utilize that guy. I mean, can you imagine, uh, as you, you pointed out, Emmett Smith is one of them, or even Tony Dorsett with all his speed, Tom Landry putting him out as a receiver uh, instead of using him in the backfield. I mean, it's just not something that you really want to do. And then you can go down the list of great running backs – through the history of the NFL. I mean, yeah, they catch some passes out of the backfield and they're utilized well in that situation, but it's not built into the offense for them to be part of your wide receiving core. And I, you're making a mistake by using 21 in that situation. Give him the ball, let him get lathered mm-hmm. up, and let him run over people. Jose said it's it's a lot of show to me. Uh, too much video game stuff and not field stuff, if you get what I mean. I, I think I do. I think yeah, it's what Ward I talked do. about. It's a lot of motion, misdirection, trying to fool people. Smoke and mirrors. And that's kind of popular in today's NFL. I know Sean McVay uses a lot of that. Uh, Andy Reid uses a lot of pre-snap motion. But when it comes down to it, it's still about getting your best players in matchups. And I'm not sure Kellen's done a fantastic job of that. My point with the Zeke thing was, and this is a hard thing to figure out, but it's why he gets paid a lot of money. You have to figure out if you're Kellen Moore, okay, how do I get the passing game working? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I got to do it in the backfield. I mean, it's like a big man. It's like an old school big man in basketball that you might count on. Like you might count on him more to get rebounds and play defense, 
But if you never throw him the ball in the post, his effort's not going to be great. Right. You got to find a way. He's going to be disengaged. Yeah, you have to find a way, even if it's not always going to work, to dump the ball down low to him. You have to keep Zeke mentally in the game where he feels like, okay, I'm a part of this offense. I'm going to get the rock. I'm going to get my opportunities. And if you don't do that, I just can't trust him to stay level and, and stay, you know, at a good effort level, I guess I can say. I agree 100%. I mean, he's the type of back that you want to get him the ball. You want to get the ball early, and you want to establish the running game. And he can do that. If your offensive line is taking control of the line of scrimmage, he can do that. And you can still use the passing game. Again, use the running game to set up your passing game. And you're a much more efficient offense that way, in my mind. And maybe, you know, get off my lawn, kid. Maybe that's who I am. <laughs> Leon said um, they're running the Boise State offense, and and that is where he's from. And he was that's the other job I was not thinking of. He was up for that Boise State head coaching job mm-hmm. and decided to stay in Dallas. We'll come back. We'll do the grab bag. This is ESPN Central Texas. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I walk all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 football previews beginning July 14th here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Spectrum Big 12 football previews presented by State Farm agents Bob Anderson, Bart Roman, and Mike McKenzie. George's Restaurant and Catering and Spectrum weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. What are you supposed to do when you pull up behind a truck that doesn't even have a hitch? I mean, it's like looking at plumber's crack. Do you cover your kid's eyes? Look away and switch radio stations? Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters asking for your help to end this embarrassing form of truck nudity. If you have a truck, at some point you need to pull something. It could be a trailer to haul stuff off to the dump. Maybe a jet ski, a boat, an RV, a horse trailer, even just a bike rack. The point is, put a hitch on your truck's backside. And at Pickup Outfitters, we actually install more hitches than anything else. Whether it's a receiver hitch, a gooseneck, or a fifth wheel, we'll cover your aspirations to not drive a nude truck. And all hitches are covered by the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. So cover your rear end with a new hitch from Pickup Outfitters on Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we're fighting to end truck nudity in Central Texas. Check them out on our website at createacommotion.com hitches. For over 15 years, Wings Pizza and Things in Temple has been your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include two for $28 meal deals or their family feast. And you can top your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for their menu. 
Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitchi Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitchi Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. The Big 12 preseason poll is out and Baylor lands at number eight for the 2021 season ahead of Texas Tech and Kansas. Oklahoma was at top for the sixth straight year followed by Iowa State, Texas, and Oklahoma to round out the top four in the Big 12. Big 12 media days are coming up next week at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Offensive lineman Connor Galvin and linebacker Terrell Bernard will represent the Bears at media days. The Phoenix Suns take game two of the NBA Finals beating the Milwaukee Bucks 118 to 108. Take a 2-0 lead in the finals. Game three is Sunday in Milwaukee. Astros' six-game winning streak came to an end last night, losing to the A's 2-1. Astros start a series with the Yankees tonight, first pitch at 7-10. And Rangers start a series with the A's tonight at Globe Life, first pitch at 7:05. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on game time. All right, it is grab bag time. Where we hit on the stories that we haven't gotten to throughout the day. And man, we didn't we didn't get to the NBA Finals last night, so we'll hit on it now. Suns win again, Ward. They have a 2-0 lead. Mm-hmm. And I mean, things can change when the series shifts back to Milwaukee. I understand that. But, again, Phoenix looked like the better team. I feel bad for Giannis Antetokounmpo. He had the breakout game that people have been waiting for. Had 42 points. Looked like an all-star. Suns still win 118-108. And... It was never really that close. I mean, Milwaukee did a nice job in the first half of kind of having a lead every once in a while, keeping it within five. But the second half, they would get within seven, get within five, and then Phoenix would make a run. Greek Freak just didn't have enough help. Chris Middleton only 11 points. Had a really rough shooting day. Brooke Lopez with eight. It just... Seems like Phoenix is deeper, they're better, and I think Milwaukee probably gets one game at, at the house, and that might be the end of it. I can see that. I can see that. I, I think the Suns, last night, they still look like the better team. And even though Milwaukee tried to make some runs at it, it as you said, you know they, they kept just putting a little more distance in between the Bucks and themselves. I They may get one at home. I wouldn't be shocked in a sweep. I wouldn't be. I just think I think Phoenix is is better. I think they're a better basketball team as of right now. I agree with that. And you know, I said if they don't win the next one, they won't get one at home. They don't win Sunday. Game three back against the wall, crowd yeah. into it. That's the game you have to get. Yep. I, I think they have to win on Sunday or it's a wrap. That's probably true. After game one, I, I said, I just believe that Giannis, the offense with him there is kind of clunky, and if they can't find a way 
to get some outside shooting. It's going to be a struggle for the Bucks. But last night he was great. I mean, he was running the floor. He was dunking the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his obsession is, and I get he's trying to stretch the floor. He's trying to make people respect him. But not everybody in the league has to shoot threes. No. Not everybody does. And the only way that um, Phoenix could slow him down last night is when he was pulling himself out from the hoop and shooting jumpers. And that's what they want him doing. Yeah, that's what they want him doing. They'll settle for that all day. Fell right into their hands. Part of that might be fatigue because he's going to the rim all the time. He he's has to attack, though. He just has to. Because good things happen. He's either going to draw a foul, mm-hmm. get an easy bucket, or maybe if the defense converges on him, somebody can get an offensive rebound. He can't just stand out there, though, and shoot threes. It's not his game. No, that's where they want him. I mean, if I'm if you're Phoenix and that where you, you want him drifting out there, you mm-hmm. see him out there, you're like, sure, go ahead, take your shot. Yep, you got that, brother. Uh, did you watch any of the spelling bee last night, Ward? I missed it this, this year. Sorry. I didn't watch any of it either. Uh, Zayla Avant-Garde, she won the event. First African-American person to win the Scripps National Spelling Bee. All right. Great moment first. She's from Louisiana. And she's also, she's 14, I believe, eighth grader. She's a basketball player and a really good one. Mm-hmm. I found her online and she's got a few videos of her shooting the ball. She's a Guinness World Record holder for a couple of dribbling records, which is wow. kind of random, but good for her. So I don't know if she's in Louisiana. I'm not sure if Kim Mulkey's going to give her a call. Look out. If Nikki Collin gives her a call, Gino, mm-hmm. Don Staley, but obviously very smart. And if she can play, you can always use people like that on your basketball team, Boyd. Absolutely. I wonder what word she were uh, one with. I can't remember. Were you a good speller in school? No, still not. I'm not a good speller. As well. I spell check when I do documents is always very useful because yeah. I struggle with it, man. Did y'all have spelling bees like in grade school? That type I of think thing? we did. Yeah. I just remember having one. I didn't do particularly well. It was like in first grade. I did terrible. I'm, I, I'm sure. I, in the class. Yeah. I always, always, always had a dictionary with me wherever I went. Oh, to in help. School. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have spell check. We had a coach who was convinced that... As Carter would say, I'm spell-check old. <laughs> spell-check old. We had a coach that was convinced that we needed to learn how to do things outside of a laptop. Mm-hmm. So we used to have to do research in encyclopedias, which was kind of useless because they were outdated. <laughs> I got what he was going for, but... Read a book, yeah. I mean, these are from the 90s. They're not mm-hmm. exactly up to date with all their information. So when you went to the library, I don't mean to get you off subject in the grab bag. No, it's fine. It's a grab bag. It's what we do. So when you went to the library in school, you didn't you didn't have to pull out a card file, did you? No, I've never never used. I I think I know what you're talking about, but I've never had to use a card file. The big it's as big as that wall there that has drawers for A, B, C, and you have to pull that drawer out and look up the book that you want, and then it tells you where it's at in the library. Then you have to go find the book and physically use the book. No, never had to do that. And Bless I honestly <laughs> was probably growing up one of the lesser technologically advanced kids. Now it's caught up with me because I've had to learn how to use all these things throughout the years and in radio we use technology all the time. But, I mean, we didn't have a computer in my house until I was, I think, going into like middle school. So <laughs> I remember in first grade we had to do something on 
the in the computer lab. That was when we still had computer labs. Mm-hmm. And we went in, and I think we were supposed to look something up on a search engine. That was the first time I'd ever seen. It was Dogpile back then. It wasn't Google. <laughs> or it was either Dogpile or Ask Jeeves. Okay. And, I mean, I was able to navigate it, but I was lost. Like, I had right. a teacher come help me. And I, I was probably one of the few kids in that class that wasn't wasn't up to up to date on the internet yet. So have you ever used a typewriter? No. Okay. Yeah, I never have. Is that how you typed your papers? Yeah. All everything had to be done on a typewriter. Did the school provide you with that? Or? No. You had to go to the library and type them. So at tech, you had to do all your papers in the library. Most of them, yeah. I think at by later on, I think my parents or my grandparents got me a portable typewriter so I could do them in the dorm room. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I never had to do the typewriter. And sometimes we had to use carbon paper so we'd have a copy of it. <laughs> Different world, man. <laughs> I didn't spend a lot of time in the library, uh, and that's not a joke. I mean, that's true, just because it was never, I couldn't. I couldn't focus in there for whatever reason. Right. With all the people around. Um, one more story here in the grab bag. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's the grab bag. Who cares? Frank Clark, Chief's Defensive End, was formerly charged with felony possession of an assault weapon. He faces up to three years. Mm. Police arrested him on June 20th after spotting an Uzi inside an open duffel bag during a routine traffic stop in L.A. I remember that. Why in the world would you have an Uzi in a duffel bag? Not sure. But Clark claims the gun belonged to a member of a security team. We'll see how this goes. I don't know if he, you know, pleads down or they work that's out a serious deal. serious security. Yeah, it is. And that's a serious, I mean, that's a serious charge. So it definitely affects his ability to play if he gets convicted. But I have a feeling that they'll they'll work something out. Yeah, I and, agree. And uh, in L.A. and maybe he'll get back on the field. Jose said on the text line, we were talking about Kellen Moore earlier. Earlier, he wants the Cowboys to run the ball, set up the tight end, and then open up the outside and pass the ball, find the weakness other teams have until they can figure it out. That's, I mean, that's the way they've done it for a long time, Ward. Run the ball, set up the pass, right? Yeah. I mean, that's basic old school football, I guess. You, you have to say it's old school. I, I don't like to think it's old school. I think it's just the way you play the game of football. And to me, it still works. We'll come back and wrap things up. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews beginning July 14th here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Spectrum Big 12 Football Previews presented by State Farm Agents Bob Anderson, Bart Romig, and Mike McKenzie. George's Restaurant and Catering, and Spectrum. Weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in and out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Sadusky, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 and Saturday, 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco. Close it out with a little Motown. Yeah. What comes to mind first when you hear that song? Was I on the Remember the Titans soundtrack? It was. I don't know. What comes to mind for you? Uh, Apocalypse Now. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I, you asked my son that question because it came up in the car the other day. Oh, really? And we were listening to the radio and that song came up and he goes, that's the California Raisins song. That's <laughs> a no, not really. Come on, Blaze. <laughs> no, not really, but yeah. That's Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Maybe the probably the best male vocalist of all time. And you're going to devalue it to the That's California what, Raisins song? Well, he remembers that commercial when he was a kid. Fine. <laughs> Product imaging. Come on, Blaze. <laughs> it just cracked me up when he said that. That is funny. Yeah, I would not have thought the California Raisins song, but that's another generational thing, I guess. <laughs> Uh, if you've been listening today, or really this whole week, I didn't expect it to turn into a, a send-off week like this, but it just kind of evolved into that. This is my last day full-time here at ESPN Central Texas. You will not hear me daily on the shows like it has been for the past few years. So you might be tired of you know, send-offs, but I, w- I did want to say before I go, first of all, Ward White's is sitting next to me. Ward gave me a chance a long time ago to run some high school football games. And break into the business, which I'm very appreciative for. He also, when I when I got here, I show up on my first day, and I didn't really know what had been going on at the station in Cleburne, which Ward was at before he got to ESPN. And I'm sitting in a chair, and Ward walks in, and he's got like a desktop in his hand. And I'm thinking, Ward, what are you doing here? 
And you're like, I'm working here now. So <laughs> we ended up together in Waco, which was just a funny coincidence. Yeah. I got to do Belton games for Ward and evolved in Temple games. I've done a lot of high school broadcasts, college broadcasts. Ward's the best. He's been invaluable to me. Uh, has taught me a lot. Has had my back through a bunch of years. If you knew how bad I was at running board when I started here, <laughs> you would uh, you would think Ward was a saint. I remember one game we were doing a Belton game here on ESPN Central Texas Ward, and it was one of the first games I'd done. It was on sixteen sixty. It was a Thursday night in Colleen. It's halftime, and there was a spot plane, and I was supposed to bring it back. You were telling me to to drop out of the spot and bring it back. But you meant at the end of the commercial, come back with music. Well, I just clicked off the commercial <laughs> and it just went to silence. And eventually Ward was like, okay, I guess I'm on the air. And he went from there, but I've, I've improved a little bit since that time. You're awesome. Um, and we've been able to do a lot of that together. We're going to get to continue to do that together in the fall, but won't be doing this on a regular basis. Um, I, I love this job. I really have. It's all I ever wanted to do. Uh, and I thought I would do it for a long, long time. My life changed a couple of years ago. I married my wife, Kristen. We ended up adopting two children. We now have a, a, a third child. Uh, and my priorities just changed. My schedule changed. It wasn't as easy to keep up with the demands of the job as far as working a lot, working a lot of nights, working a lot of weekends. So about a month ago, I got the opportunity to talk with Chris Allman about working in a mortgage company. I honestly didn't think they'd even consider me because I didn't have any experience. They ended up offering me the job and I just felt like it was a good time to transition into something else uh, that would be better for all of us. So that's, that's the reasoning behind it. But thank you to the listeners. Um, I mean, this is why we get to do it. You guys contribute all the time. You text us, you call us. You're awesome. I've loved interacting with you. It's funny to get messages from people that either I grew up with or that I know in McGregor who were like, Hey, I heard you on the radio uh, or just folks from around town that, that listen to us and support us. This has been a blast. Thanks to Tom Barfield um, who gave me a lot of chances, you know, throughout the, the year and plus that he was here all the time kind of runs together. Matt Mosley, John Morris, Q, um, a bunch of people that I've done shows with through the years. Uh, I've done just about every ward. We've bounced around just about every time slot <laughs> at yeah. this place. Done a lot of them starting at eight o'clock in the morning and ending at six at night. Yes. We did mornings together on Fox. We've done afternoons on Fox. We've kind of been uh, attached to the hip bouncing around the building. And it's always been, it's always just been fun to talk about sports and do this job. So I'm going to miss that part of it a lot. But I'll still be involved to a certain extent, uh, which is going to be great. And it'll be really bizarre not sitting back here and worrying about guests and segments. But I guess we'll we'll adjust accordingly. And I, I do think that there's a lot of potential here and hope here moving forward, even though there's been a ton of changes uh, and the people have been really good to me. So this will be me signing off. Ward, I love you, man. Um, there have been so many other people that I've had the chance to work with that have been fantastic. And again, thank you to the listeners uh, for listening to a kid from McGregor who started just pushing buttons and got to talk and share my opinions. If you disagreed with me or agreed with me, uh, I just thankful that you, you tuned in and um, gave us support and chimed in on our conversations. That's honestly the, the most fun 
that we have here is getting to interact with our, our people and see them on a daily basis. So for myself, for Ward White's, signing off, this is ESPN Central Texas.